Welcome. We oh, not yet. Mike. Oh, <laughs> shit. We're a little bit rusty, but we still got a mic. mic. We, we still bought a mic. We left it here over winter break. We bought a mic. No one stole them. They were still here. We bought a mic. Bought a mic in 2017, but now it's 2018. 2018 microphones lined the ceiling. And we celebrate Christian holidays. Hello. Hey, I um, my honking geezer is offended by that statement. I was actually bummed I didn't get to get up to Tallahassee for Hanukkah because I usually do. Yeah. A happy 2018. Yeah, the next guys. One. Man, We're I missed back. you guys. Aw, I, I miss you guys too. You want to know what I did for the holidays? Um, drugs? Uh, Nothing. Is it pop culture related? <laughs> yes, it was drugs. <laughs> yeah. Went to Georgia. Holidays are kind of drugs. Holiday Whoa. movies. That's true. <laughs> Did you guys show your parents uh, anything over the holidays? <laughs> Any movies or anything? Well, uh, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> leading Whoa, hey. Sounds like uh, a leading question. What you got in the woods? Anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got his dick in the woods. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, we, oh, my, uh, my family and I, we make a little tradition of going to the movies every Christmas. So mm-hmm. nice. we saw Star Wars. That's fun. I showed my parents uh, The Big Sick, and they really liked it. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. We'll uh, we'll get into that in a uh, couple of eps when we talk about our favorite movies of the year. So, but yeah. today this we're is, talking, is, yeah, New Year compartmentalized. We bought a mic. Part, yeah, <laughs> part one of three of our best of twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah, January is always a slow month when it comes to new stuff because everyone's sort of like, you know, trying to but guys, get back into it. Paddington two. Oh God. Mm. <laughs> The is, bear? is that the, the bear. best release of this month? Uh, probably. Who knows? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. We have Maze Runner Death Race or D- death, death Cure. Death Cure. Death Race. I don't race know. for the Cure. I don't know what it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see that cure. with Movie Pass. Yeah. Thank you, Movie Pass, for Michael like Scott the third. Memorial Fun Run for the Cure. <laughs> yeah. So today we're just going to be talking about our favorite albums of the year. I'm Ernest Caldron. I am Hunter Mobley. And I'm Drew Dietzen. And I'm Grant. I live here. <laughs> Grant's the only one who lives here. I'm the yeah. only one. <laughs> he just popped out from under the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're doing best ofs as they should be done after the fucking year. The new thing is every publication is trying to get in front of each other. And now best of lists are coming out in mid-November. And yeah, it's stupid. That makes me so mad. It's like they wouldn't have seen or heard half, not half, but like one-twelfth of the shit that we're going to talk about. Yeah. And yep. guess what? Some of us aren't like freaking Hollywood big shots who get our screeners sent to us yeah. in the mail. Like, guess what? We haven't seen Phantom Thread yet. And that's okay. We're probably not going to see Call Me By Your Name because they're only showing that in New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. So, so we don't even have the chance to see some so of the most acclaimed we'll films movie of pass the year. buy us a ticket Everybody, to a plane, t- a plane yeah. t- <laughs> <laughs> Everybody look forward to our best movies of 2017 list coming out like probably mid-summer so we can actually see everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're going to – we're talking music this week and then next up we'll do TV and then – We'll do movies the one after that. And then hopefully by the time January is ending, we'll be getting more in, into the groove with shows coming back and mm-hmm. more good movies coming out. 
And uh, I just want the audience to know that I'm actually live watching Leftovers, Black Mirror, Dirk Gently, and American Vandal for oh, Best of TV. I'm doing this all while we're podcasting. You're, oh, you're watching it right now. Right now. Screen <laughs> and screen and I'm screen. I'm not listening to anything you guys are saying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what we should yeah. do? Kevin. You drew the dicks. <laughs> you know how we get ahead of the curve is we Twitch stream us watching shit. <laughs> Whoa, right? But, like, you know, big screen is us and then little screen is what we're watching. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's yeah. That's exactly that's, that's the, the most content. That, yeah, that's the most self-important thing I can imagine. Why would you watch something when you can just watch someone watching it? It didn't yeah. happen if you didn't record it. Yeah, true. if you if you watch something, you're like, how do I react to this? We know we know how to react to stuff. Yeah. It's our job. We're pros at reacting. Yeah. Well, so before we get to the list, you guys want to talk about anything that you've been watching, or should we just save that for the? Let's just save that for the best of yeah. TV. Everything I've been watching has been for the things list. that we're going to go and further yeah. discussion on. The All next right. Episode. Well, do you guys want to talk Wing. about the Shape of Water? If anything, um, well, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, was... then we'll just give some quick thoughts. I want to give like have more of an in depth review of it when we get to. Yeah, best we'll get movies, more in depth, but. but I loved it. I thought that it was incredible. It's one of... I think it's the best Guillermo film since Pan's Labyrinth. Whoa. I... I think it, it's definitely going to be in my top five movies of the year. Spoiler it, It'll probably that. be in mine, too. I really enjoyed it. Is it better than Pacific Rim, though? Yes. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't like that movie. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I really don't really like Stop, Pacific Rim. Stop, you're choking me. <laughs> it's just... I was talking to a co-worker about this. Marco! Like, he intentionally recreated a bad 70s script, but it's like, <laughs> ha, cool. It's on purpose that it's a bad script. Yeah. Still it's, bad. It's fun though. It's yeah. a fun yeah, movie. It's a fun Best movie. Best movie I've seen, like that's like that kind of movie. I would know? just I would rather watch Shape of Water a million times over or Pan's Labyrinth a million times over. Cause it's just yeah. you know, it's more of like a whoa, that's never I couldn't have thought of that, you know? Um I mean not that Spend I don't spend enough time at sea. Not that I don't watch a bunch <laughs> of furry porn and you know, observe it all and you know. Um <laughs> anyway, oh my god, I wanted to <laughs> My interaction when I was buying the ticket for Shape of Water was the worst interaction I've had in my whole life where everything I said, I fucked up. <laughs> I was really zoned out for some reason because <laughs> I went I went and saw it alone and I was like, uh, hi, Shape of Water, blah, blah, blah. That, that part I did right. I said the, the name of the movie. <laughs> And she's like, okay, choose your seat. And then she did the thing where she, she moves the screen around, but it's behind the glass. And I was trying to like touch it <laughs> like a little kid who only knows about iPads. <laughs> and she was like, you want F7? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Just nods. <laughs> and then I swiped my movie pass and it didn't work. And she was like, did you check in? And I was like, no. <laughs> There's Jesus. a bunch of people behind me. Oh my god! So then, my after like five movie. minutes, yeah, of that bullshit, I finally get the thing, and she's like, "All right, enjoy your movie." And I'm walking away, and I was yeah. like, "You too, you too." <laughs> yes, yes, perfect. Man, oh, good man. job. Which good. theater was it? Uh, Artigon. Never oh, going there okay. again. Really? Yeah, no. Can't, can't come in. <laughs> You'll try to go there to see some movie, and she'll be the one in the box office. Yeah, and just turn she'll around. Like, she's gonna go get her manager and be like, "You gotta get him out of here." <laughs> Not again. <laughs> the movie was pretty good, though, right? Yeah, no, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I, yeah, we don't have to get too in depth. I I watched it as well, and I I really really liked it. I just um and you know we'll get into more details when we have our movie list episode. But I my one thing with it is I felt like the story is so expansive. 
and it's such a good story that I wanted it to be more I wanted it to take its time a little more mm. and I felt like it kind of like rushed through the story okay. it was t- trying to tell because yeah. there was of, so much it was one so of, big. yeah one of the biggest problems I had specifically with that is that they didn't have enough time uh, showing why everyone cares so much about the merman. Yeah, it was like yeah. there's so many other subplots. Yeah, you get you see like two minutes of him, and then everyone like the other scientists and her are both like, man, we, this thing is incredible. We love it. Yeah, and well, you're like, I don't love it yet. You know, but but the one thing is the the movie is mainly from the perspective of the Sally Hawkins character. So since since she's just like a janitor person, she's not um, exposed to those details of like why the higher ups are so. Oh, into yeah. the the creature like she they're not going to tell her like any sort of confidential you know government information yeah i just think it could have taken a little more time with getting us to love the yeah game. well okay so i i've heard that criticism a lot and honestly that did not bother me at all because this isn't i mean it's if you saw this kind of like strange otherworldly like creature that's like a fish person creature like uh, wouldn't you want to just learn as much about it as you could? Oh yeah, that's like, the whole like. I, I, that's why I don't think that it required that kind of over explanation. Like, I feel like Guillermo, whenever he makes a movie, he's one of those directors that he trusts the audience to be intelligent and to put their own information together. Like, we didn't need extra an excess of setup scenes and everything. I feel like just in the performances that he gets from um, Sally Hawkins and all the other actors in the movie, especially Richard Jenkins is incredible. Oh my God. I love him so much. But I mean, you just see just from their subtle reactions on their face or not so subtle in some instances, the impact that this creature has on them. And I think that that was enough, at least for me. Okay. Uh, So anything else? Since we're, I think we'll touch on it more when we do our best movies oh. of the year because yeah, that, gonna, that'll touch that fish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I've already. Touched we're gonna see that fish stick. Yeah, I've been I've been jilling off in the bathtub every day <laughs> in preparation for our review. <laughs> Oh. Setting that 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 egg timer every morning. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, let's get right into it. Our top. 10 albums of 2017 so before we get into the top 10 let's talk about some of our honorable mentions some yes. of the albums that didn't quite make it into our top 10 yes i'll start um there's so many albums on my list so i'm not gonna go through all of them but the ones that i struggled with fitting into the top 10 that i just have to you know live with having them as a honorable mention are the Toro y Moi album. Same. Um, the Gorillas album, Humans. The Sylvan Esso album, What Now? Um, the Front Bottoms album, Going Gray. Uh, the Killers album, uh, Vince Staples, Fleet Foxes, mm. and um, Foo Fighters. Okay. So I could keep going, but those yeah. are like the main mm-hmm. ones that I was listening okay. to and enjoying and just couldn't bring myself to put in the top 10 yeah. because there's just so many other albums that are way way better i'll i'll add yeah i'll i'm gonna talk really quick about like five or so more that just were they were very close uh i haven't talked about it but somersault by beach fossils is a really good you would call i mean people call it now jangle pop it's like basically an yeah. indie pop album but it's very well put together um i couldn't 
I know objectively it's a great album, but I couldn't put Lord in my top ten because I personally don't see myself Same. putting it on. I don't find, with music. Couldn't. It's not. That's one of the only things where, like, just subconsciously, I'm not guiding what I'm putting on. Like, I just feel the need. Like, oh, I got to listen to this, and I yeah. don't feel that with that album. Even though every time I put it on, I'm like, wow, this is very good. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I've loved Sylvanesso in the past, but that album, like, I, I just couldn't. I never put it on. It yeah, exactly. Like, I, just, I enjoyed it when I listened to the first yeah, time. We live in an age of music where we can put it on if we want to. You mm-hmm. know, it's not mm-hmm. like you got to go to the store. So if you're not putting it on, then maybe something going on there. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, I couldn't fit LCD sound system into my list. Whoa. I, it was another thing where like I listened to it and I'm like, good. And then I don't put it on again. I don't. I didn't grip me. I. It's probably my third or fourth favorite album by James. Uh, and again, I really liked it. It'd probably be like number eleven. Like it's right up there. But I just there were things that I connected harder with. Yeah. Um. And then an EP that I ha- got to mention because it was in my top ten, but I didn't know if it, I should include it. Is Steve Lacey's demo, which is literally what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's it's an, a fucking incredible EP. Like I love that dude. It's like six songs. It's incredibly tight. There's a video floating around. It might be by Genius or something about how he does all of his recording in a studio, but on an iPhone. Like he <laughs> he doesn't fuck? use oh, any of the equipment. Yeah, I saw that video. It's so cool. Yeah, and it sounds really fucking good. Um, and it's it's just a great great uh, unique. It's like funky rockish. It has a little bit of hip hop in there. It's very it's a very cool album. And I'm. If he puts out an album in 2018, it's gonna make my list. He based made on it. That. He made it look so effortless in that video. Yeah, it's just like okay, and I put this effect on it. Like yeah. he, it's just you know he just gets it on there. And, uh, I'm looking at my list now and being sad. I'm sad. Any um, any honor, on honorable mentions hunter so you've mentioned uh some of them that uh didn't quite make my cut sylvanesso humans by gorillas um there's also a couple albums which i think upon further listening i think that they'd be on my top 10 or at least very close to it but i just haven't really delved into them enough um that's saturation three by brockhampton also a deeper understanding by the war on drugs really good album i just haven't really had the time to put everything into it um some other ones I wanted to give a shout out to were Out in the Storm by Waxahachie. I don't know if you guys are Waxahachie fans. It's yeah, a I really, just really good. To that. That's actually my favorite album by them. Good um, rock. Yeah, good it's guitars. really good. Really good, uh, just solid rock album. Um, an EP uh, is I have on here because I know nobody else in the world is listening to this band, but uh, it's Slowheart Coheed EP. Coheed and Cambria. No. <laughs> Slowheart EP by Balance and Composure. Oh, Balance rest and Composure. in peace. Balance and Composure, great band, and they just announced that they're breaking up, so we're never going to get another Balance and Composure album, but like, I really mm-hmm. love this band a lot. Um, this I've listened to... the. It's a three-song EP, so it's really short, but Revelation on this album, I think, is probably arguably my favorite song by them that they've ever made so it's really hard um that they broke up and then another thing that i just wanted to mention quickly because when we did one of our early pods and we talked about some of our favorite albums of the year one of my favorite albums at the time was science fiction by brand new and i'm having trouble with all this news that's coming out and the kind of this age that we live in now of all this information being torn out which is it's a good thing but i'm struggling to listen to brand new about all these with all these allegations against jesse lacy coming out i think that science fiction is an amazing album but you listen to it now and there's all these songs about like that jesse and brand new sing about how he like 
does all these disgusting things and everything, and you think like, oh, he's just putting on a character. But now you listen to it, and you're like, wow, he actually like fucking like sexually harasses and like in some cases assaults women and so and felt the need to write lyrics about it yeah about how he's so tortured yeah and it's just like i jesus christ like i just can't really like listen to it the same way again um but yeah those are just some oh and then um two more on here was a uh, icu by the xx Oh, I wanted to mention that one too. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good really, album. really good album. Yeah. Um, it was kind of hit or miss for me. Uh, there were some great songs on it, and then some like very skippable songs. But overall, I thought it was not bad. And Hot Thoughts by Spoon. Mm. Spoon is just one of the most consistent rock bands of our generation. Like they don't release a bad album. I just don't think that this was one of their more excellent ones. Mm-hmm. My honorable mentions, um, I agree with all of you guys, Gorillaz is on my honorable mentions. Like, there's a few, so- like, quite a few songs on that album that I, like, am fiercely into, but mm. there's double that amount that I just never listen to. I just think it's that such it's such a long album. It's yeah. too long. Like, there's way too much fat on it. They could have mm-hmm. trimmed off at least four songs, four or five songs yeah, from the easily. album. Easily. And it would have even been better if they had, like, more of a story going through it. Right. Or, like, a, a theme. Like more well, fully, I like think, they usually do. Well, I, I think I maybe mentioned this on the pod when Thomas was on, but they had to cut out a lot of the mentions to Donald Trump and the 2016 election because that was something when they were recording the album, it was before Trump won. Mm-hmm. And uh, Damon Auburn like told all the collaborators, like, think about the, this election, think about the world that we could be living in if this man wins. And then that actually and then pulled it. And, yeah. And then he, once he won, they actually backtrack and like work to remove a lot of these direct references because I think maybe he felt like it, it would undermine the success of the album if it was like too political. Mm. So I, I don't know. It's it's tough to say, but maybe the the overall story would have been more co- cohesive if they would have kept a yeah. lot of those uh references. Especially in there. if that if that if that's true, then that sounds like the heart of the album and like really what they were like thinking yeah. about and talking about. So it's basically like they took the heart out of the yeah. album. This was also an album that leading up to it, it had so much buildup. Yeah. There was like a VR app and like all this shit. Yeah. Like you're you like, could, Oh shit. You gorillas. Listen, like, you go listen to it early stream. If you like drove to some like certain locations, it's actually, mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah, that's right. and we didn't know if we were going to get a new gorillas album for yeah. a while there after plastic beach, it seemed like, the fall was the closest thing we were ever going to get to yeah. a new Gorillaz album, and that I don't really consider that a Gorillaz no, album. No, neither do I. Um, so it, it kind of seemed like it was over, and then once they announced that they were coming back with humans, it just hyped it up so much, and the hype was so big that it just it didn't quite live up to it. Even though there are some really good standout tracks from the album, you mentioned Thomas, and I want to give a Big shout out to him for introducing us to this artist. But oh, uh, yeah. my EP shout outs definitely uh, Yeji. Uh, Yaji? Is it Yaji? I've, I've, I've heard her say Yeji herself. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was Yaji, but she said Yeji. Yeah, she came out with two EPs this year. I listened to her whole like discography <laughs> like yesterday and, uh, and EP one and two. It's all like so good. She creates such an, an interesting sound. Like, you know, it's very like kind of clubby. Uh, a little trance. Yeah, great beats. Yeah, it's she's she's got a lot of character. She's a pretty fun artist. Um, my other honorable mentions are Big Crit. He put out 
a oh, yeah. classic Southern album this year, and it was really great. Um, I and that's just started really listening mentions. to that because I've had it on my on my list to listen to, and yeah. now I'm finally getting into it. And there's some really good stuff. Yeah, on and there. Big Crit is like the curse of the honorable mention. Like he hasn't Aww. ever really had like a huge commercial success, but he, he put out another like expansive, really great album. It's it just barely missed my list. And then uh, T Pain, I've told you all so many times. It's a great album. That album. It's so good. Like T Pain's yeah. back. The ooh wee, like uh, it's it's great. But again, just missed my the list. The production on that album is really strong. Yeah, it's it, it has a great great sound. It's fun. Um, FKJ, um, he put out his album French Kiwi Juice. He has that song uh, Tato with Masego. I know you've all heard it before. It's hard to describe. It's like he's it's a jazz artist pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um his album is just so pleasant to listen to through and through. Uh and then uh Kamasi Washington's on my honorable mention. Oh so yeah, have, that's yeah. that song Truth is mm-hmm. unbelievably good. And yeah. the album that it's from is just this really like big epic jazz album that just soars, but it's kind of t- not that accessible. Yeah. For most people cuz you know the it's not like it's poppy. Dense, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like long, it's, long drawn yeah, out. You're paying songs. attention to it. It builds and builds. Oh, I just thought of another one that's an extreme honorable mention for me. Very close uh, to my top ten is Open Mike Eagles, uh, Brick Body Kids Still oh, yeah. Daydream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, he's very good album. It's, underrated talent there. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's perpetually still an underground rapper, even yeah. though people know his name, they don't listen to his stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's it's ruminations on uh, the projects that he grew up in got demolished, and it's, so it's him just kind of you know it's very nostalgia filled, but then it's also talking a lot about the current political climate because he's a very political guy. Oh yeah. Um, and the beats are very very cool on it for the most part. Um, it's a really it's a really solid album. Also, I wanted to mention uh, if you want to know more about like EPs from this year, Ray, friend of the pod at mango emoji on Twitter posted a really good top 10 EPs of the year yeah. list nice. on Twitter. And it's, yeah, it's really solid. There's a lot Shout of stuff that I hadn't heard on there. Taking advantage of that. Uh, what was it? 480 characters, uh, t- 200, 280. 280. Yeah, could you imagine 480? <laughs> no. Oh, God. The Trump tweet. Trump tweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, there were a couple other ones that I just wanted to shout out real quick. Uh, Phoenix's album, Tiamo, um, and Weezer's album, um, Pacific Daydream. So just, you know, Phoenix fun, good. I fun that albums too. that, yeah. you know, kind of miss their... Uh, their chance to really blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Manchester Orchestra album. You know, Mar- Manchester. I, yeah, that's a really solid <laughs> Man- album. <laughs> Manchester Orchestra Man- has always flown under the radar as this like kind of indie darling, and they yeah. made the uh, soundtrack for Swiss Army Man. Mm. And what they learned making that the music for that movie just really fueled the new direction that this album goes into swiss army man has an incredible soundtrack yeah Mm -hmm. and it it was the the soundtrack for the movie so unique because it's like the way it's incorporated into the story and into the film is unlike any other movie that i've ever seen i can't think of a single movie that does that with its soundtrack um besides like um like straight up musical yeah Yeah. exactly Um, so it, it was very unique and you can really tell that they matured and grew a lot as a band and just took their sound in a completely new direction with um, A Black Mile to the Surface. That's the name of the album. Good, a Black good and album. Mile to the Surface. <laughs> 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 Bruh. Dude. Bruh. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, okay wait, wait. Real quick, before we get to the albums, do you guys have any inkling of a top songs? Um, I just, I mean, I can just do some off of the top of mm-hmm. my head. A lot um, of great songs. Yeah. I, I, of course, like, DNA is probably yep. like the biggest song of the year. If I was well, gonna like do Bad something to describe, well, Bad and Bougie, <laughs> Bad DNA. and Bougie came out in 2016. Though. It did? Oh yeah, yeah you're right. So Honestly, I, w- I would say culture. T-shirt. Yeah, T-shirt. Honestly, I think that Everything Now is one of the best songs of the year. Yeah, yeah, everything that's now definitely. Is, everything on my Now list. is incredible. Like such so re-listenable. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, being a good song and also capture like getting so so much playtime on radio and uh-huh. streaming. Exo Tour Life. Oh, true. Yeah, I, yeah that was I, a big song for I the still year. like that song, and it still gets played everywhere. It's yeah, huge. It does. Real quick, I got a, a little list. These songs are like total earworms for me, like from the beat to the hooks and the, the lyrics. It's it's great. Uh, Ric Flair Drip, that song, just it's, yeah, I song. can't get enough of it. Uh, I'm Just Snacking by Gus Dapperton. Um, yeah, quick, look it up. It's a fun video. It's a really good song. Like, I don't know how to describe this guy. I'm pretty sure he's from Europe. Um, Neon Guts. Pharrell and um, Uzi and Lil Uzi, yeah, great song, cool lyrics, like they're a lot of fun. Go Gina, off of Control, yeah. Caroline, that's probably like oh yeah, the, Caroline, one of the hottest, yeah. hottest songs, yeah. Uh, DNA and Humble, T-shirt, everything now and then Lemon. Yeah, yeah. I I want to shout out the two Frank songs, Biking and Chanel. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. oh god, yeah. Chanel. Wait, did yeah. Lens yeah. come out this year too? Yeah, Lens yeah, came Lens out this is, year as well. Biking is definitely my favorite of those songs. Really? Um, nice. Yeah, oh no, and then one other song that doesn't get p- played as much, uh, which of course, Bodak Yellow was a huge song this oh, year. yeah. But my favorite Cardi B song this year is uh, Barty or Cardi. Really? Bitch, want party with Cardi. Yo. <laughs> yeah, party with Cardi. Yo, Blowing that shit is right my now. jam right now. Yeah, you thought that I wasn't woke? <laughs> Maybe you're the one who's been sleeping, Grant. Yeah, clearly. Shit. No, Barty or Cardi is great. Hunter like came song. in today asking us about the new uh, Cardi B Bruno Mars song. Yeah, so. the remix. Cardi put the pussy on offset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, yeah. shout out to Beach Boys from the Weezard album. Turn it up. It's a Beach Boys. Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the only song that I've listened to off that oh, album. <laughs> Boredom by Tyler. I love. I still love. Oh, yeah. Oh, so many great There's, songs from yeah. that album. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ran from the Future Islands album, The Far Ran Field. Ran is great, yeah. Kind of an underwhelming album, but then again, Future Islands really hasn't been the biggest band in terms of like album impact. They just had the big song with um, Seasons, and I think Ran is a good follow-up uh, single with like... Really precise and fast drumming, and just follow a up nice single group. to singles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to get into the albums. Yep, let's do it. Let's all do right. it. Okay. So. All right. So, do we all have a? We all, I think, mutually agree what the best yes. album of the year is. Yes. So just we're gonna get do, it out of the way. We're gonna do a kind of a uh, little bit different for our top albums. We're gonna do like a eleven through two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we we all agree. Idea. We all know. Do you want to you want to count count from three? It's a big surprise, right? Three, two, one. Metallica. Yeah. Okay. It was definitely damn. We all know yeah. damn <laughs> was the damn. best album of the year. My favorite album of the year is Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it out of the way. Yeah. Leave it up for things it's that like, are actually in it's contention. It's like by far the best album. I, of the yeah. Year. It's. I think that. I, we can Forward just go and ahead. We can like just go literally. ahead and talk about it now. Like, damn, I just think it's the most, it's the closest thing to a flawless album that we've gotten this year. And what's what's funny about it is it's not even the best Kendrick album. I think it's probably like the third best Kendrick album. I 
I would agree it's, it's not the best. I think it's to pimp a like butterfly, butterfly. Yeah, and then I think that damn and good kid are about on the same level i might put good kid like a half notch above it i would i'd rather listen to good kid all the way through there's songs that's true there's songs yeah, yeah. on damn that i like better than anything on 100%. Good kid, though. um but yeah so that's that's gonna be our, our collective number one uh so who wants to are we just gonna go one by one yeah let's the, just go around the circle start with 11 okay i'll i'll begin with my so my number 11 is culture by migos which Beginning of the year, I was thinking back, and I listened to this a lot. Yeah, this yeah. album, like Non-stop. it, it has so many songs that just get stuck in your head all day long. Like I pissed off Allison every day because I couldn't <laughs> stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a lot of good singles. It's not. It's not like it's trying to tell this like broad, yeah, like, big just arc or anything. Yeah, it's just fun to listen to. Very fun to listen to. Um, number nine and could have. Very easily, this is a warning to this band. You could have missed my fucking list, Arcade Fire. Yeah, <laughs> because wait, wait, wait. are we? List. Are we? I think we were just doing ten and then going around doing our ten uh-huh. or whatever. That's we that's could... very confusing. I feel like I'll just I'll just go up my list and <laughs> okay. then if we have time, we'll get to yours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, a few notes on each song. Yeah, I'll just I'll just go up and give some some quick thoughts and then we'll go around. Um, Wild thoughts. So yeah, uh, everything now. Arcade Fire is maybe. They're in my top three favorite bands, period. And this album really disappointed me. There were two songs that I thought were great top ten Arcade Fire yep. songs. Put Your Money on Me and Everything Now. Everything else I don't care to listen to very much. I like what they're talking about. I just think that song production is just... It seemed kind of muddy at points. Like yeah. it, it, it didn't have the singular direction that their early stuff had where it's like one person is controlling all of this. Um at right ahead of that at number eight, I have JSOM, which uh, everybody works, which I'm sure none you guys didn't really listen no. to. Nice, because I mentioned it on the pod, and you guys yeah. never care. <laughs> I, I know I, I listened to it. I yeah. thought it was good. Yeah, I, think, I liked it. I think for what it is, it's a perfectly constructed dream pop album. Like there's no there's there are no faults in it, and it's songwriting, it's construction, it's production, it's all perfectly done. Um, then I have Jay Z four forty four. Which I didn't listen to enough because I had to go to a different platform to listen to it. <laughs> which just, it takes like 10 seconds. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, it, it's a great, great album. It's a whole different thing going on for Jay-Z with both what he's talking about and the sound of it. Um, very thoughtful, reflective, kind of mellowed out compared to his older stuff. Um, but someone like, someone mentioned that it may be the first like Sean Carter album. Yeah, it's him just moving it's away very from auth- the persona. Yeah, it's super authentic. It's stripped away and very heavy at times. What he's mm-hmm. talking about. Um, I think the story of OJ is also one of the better, like one of the best songs of the years. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great mm-hmm. song. Uh, then I have SZA Control. Oh yeah, which I yeah. This is another one that i just listen to over and over and i never get sick of almost any song i really album. slept on it at first me too, too. Like, I it did took too. me a while and then i was like Whoa, yeah was it's out. it's just like it's like the best version of a lot of stuff that you hear on the radio it's yeah. just a way better version of that kind of and i'm excited because apparently she has like hundreds of songs backlogged yeah. ready to release her music is so personal too mm-hmm. i really enjoy it but it's also it's personal but it it's also very cinematic, almost like she's telling a fictionalized version of her story. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. like um, dramatic and over the top and uh, sort of taking on this role of like the 
what you'd expect the female r&b pop star to be like mm-hmm. and she's sort of embracing like that yeah and then the sensuality but then there will also be lyrics and songs thrown in about being like incredibly self-conscious and anxious yeah. so mm-hmm. it's you're right it's kind of like a battle like an internal battle and it's just production wise it's a great catchy uh album and she's oh, yeah. not and she's not afraid to like really put herself on on the spot and like call herself out in positive and negative ways yeah. and, mm-hmm. and say things that you know, we expect fe- uh, male artists to say all the time, but when a female artist says some of these things, it's like mm-hmm. people sort of take it the wrong way. But she she owns it and yeah. she does it in in a really like just effective and and cool way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next, I have at number five, uh, Thundercat with Drunk. Nice. I yeah. I I talked about it before, so I won't talk that much. But it's just through and through. It's incredibly cohesive. It's funny, like it, yeah. the, the lyrically what he's doing compared to the complexity of the music is fucking. Yeah. It's just hilarious, it's and it's well, it's very well produced. And he's obviously a, like a wizard. Shout at out to the bass. shout out to the song Tokyo, which he said was a true story. I think I may have mentioned this when we talked about seeing him live, but the story of him going to Tokyo and like thinking he got someone pregnant and all that, like that actually <laughs> happened to him. Wow. Okay. Sick. <laughs> um, Right ahead of that, number four, Vince Staples, Big Fish Theory. Wow. I, yeah, I, I, I listened to it at first and I was like, I like this, but part of me was almost disappointed because, um, his, his album before is one of my top 10. Summertime? Yeah, Summertime 06 is one of my top 10 hip hop albums, period, ever. So I was almost doomed to be disappointed, but it's. Uh, Production-wise, it's similar to Yeezus, and it's also similar yeah. to that way because it grows on you. See, I feel differently. I when I first listened to it, I was super, super into it, mm. like because they're they're really like catchy and kind of upbeat. But they they got on my nerves after a while. I was surprised. <laughs> like I, I just I did not enjoy listening to them. And one thing mm. I was noticing before the album came out with the singles he was releasing, it seemed like like a like a not I don't want to say club rapper, kind of like a like a fest rapper, like kind of dubstepy, yeah, not dubstep, but you know what I'm saying? It's, like, yeah, it was like electric, the production like, on that yeah, album, yeah. I, I, I see, I like that because lyrically, what he's going for is it's kind of like what Kendrick's going for. It's a very conflict, conflicted Vince. I don't know if it's this album or the last one, but there's a, a lyric that's like, How am I supposed to have a good time when death and destruction is all I see? Yeah, that that's one of my favorite things about Vince, and the reason I love Summertime 06 because he seems like a savant, like the way yeah. he, he goes about rapping is, yeah, just, he's he's brilliant, and yeah. Flow wise, like it's no one can really match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, so that it's. I still think it's worse than Summertime '06, but I still love it. Yeah. Uh, number three, high up, King Cruel. The Whoa. Yep. I keep coming back to it. You got to be in a mood for it, but I've never heard production that layered in my life before. There's yeah. just nothing I can compare. Do you it listen to it in order? Um, no. You, you I, shuffle it. Yeah. Well, no. I, I know the specific songs. Like, if it's I'm in a I'm in a mood for these three because they have oh, a okay. certain feel because they're just incredibly mood oriented. Mm. I, I feel just, like I, I feel like that's the thing that happens with King Cruel. People are like, oh, you know, all the songs kind of blend together. But at this point, like, I I can pick out certain songs, like some of my like biggest like favorite songs on yeah. the album that I want to listen to. I just to. I can't believe how complicated it must have been to produce this album. Like, I hear things on it and I'm like. That's impossible. <laughs> it's fucking. It's just crazy, and he's so young. So he's another guy that I'm super excited. I for I think his Dumb Surf, Surfer is one of the best songs of the year. Dumb Surfer, so good. 
Um, Biscuit Towns. Yeah. Then, okay, so for number three, I cheated. I, that was actually number four. For number three, I cheated, and I just put all the saturations together. I yeah, couldn't I did the same. <laughs> I, I was I considered doing that, but the I trilogy. was like, I don't want to. They had three in one year. Yeah. I couldn't pick one either. I just... They're I had, all so similar, too. And mm. I had... This year, I had more fun listening to Brockhampton than anyone else. Like, I just... All the time, I was just in the mood. If I was they in an okay... blindsided me. Yeah. yeah, it just... It was like, wow. Like, I just wanted to put it on all the time. Um, I think Three Might is growing on me as my favorite, but I just, I really love all of them. None of them are 100% like perfect all the way through. But I was talking to you about this, Grant, where it's just, it just reeks of youth and they have all these ideas that are just flowing out of them. You can tell they're just exploding with these. Like, they've just had this sitting, like, all this creativity. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's, it gives you energy. Yeah, they're just like bursting with creativity, and they're all adding their own little piece to every song. Yeah, it's it's, it's beautiful, and it's exciting to think what they're gonna do next. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I've got more to say on them. I'll wait till my turn. Yeah, and then Don't say uh, all the words. number two or number one, if we're yeah, <laughs> number two. Uh, I have Flower Boy by Tyler, nice. which nice. I yeah. just. I, it's another album I just couldn't get enough of this year. I almost burned myself out on it, but I still, when it comes on shuffle, I still enjoy it. It's just. It's a whole, it, you know, it's another blindsider where you're like, that's that's him, uh, but yeah. it still makes sense as him. Like you still, you know, he has one of the most uh, distinct voices in in all of music. Period. And it's just production wise, I loved it. It's a, it just has a, it goes exactly what he was going for. The sound wise, he got. It's a melancholy tone to it, and then it has a couple like bangers in it and yeah. it has a couple Who really that boy. I think it's also like Who that boy ain't got uh, Tyler's like healthy album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. by far. By far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And most mature as yeah. well. Yeah. Easily. Like the the Easily. direction he took it on yeah. it's it, he said a record low of, of times he said faggot. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. None. <laughs> well he he realized a lot about himself and he managed to tell a story of like self-discovery in a way that's so exciting and hopeful while still he he reinvented himself but he's still like the same artist Mm -hmm. that he's always been he just i guess looked deeper inside himself and like found a, a a, a true like understanding of what makes him him and and where he needs to take that yeah. in the future it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's so reflective the melodies he really he has a way with uh pop type melodies mm-hmm. where it's like well, that could be on the radio and the piano like, work too yeah he the, just the keyword him yeah him and asap rocky are one of my favorite yeah rap they're duos. a perfect like, duo perfect he, he had a lot of great collaboration on the song he had steve oh, lacy yeah. working with him frank's on a couple songs yeah toro Imoy uh did play down some uh production and guitar work it's just through and through. That's that's one of the few albums this year that all the way through I don't get sick of listening to. Damn. Okay, so who and wants to go next? <laughs> any thoughts on, on your number one? Damn. Ken- Kendrick? See, like it, it is my third favorite Kendrick album, and there are songs on it that I skip, but the highs of this album are the best songs of the year and yeah. some of the best mm-hmm. songs of the decade, or of the millennium, like period. They're just... I just like i can't I, you can't explain the feeling you get when you hear like uh like triple x or dna or element they just you know they hit you in a they it's a scratch that you didn't know you had yeah what's of. a favorite song off of dan mine is actually element okay I, great yeah, yeah great song it's and just, the video as well yeah and oh, it's yeah. i'm i was surprised it got picked up and it got radio play because it has an incredible darkness to it mm-hmm. but it's also catchy that's my favorite kind of song 
where it, it has a duality to it. Um, so yeah. All right, Hunter. Let's get your top ten. All right. So my top eleven. Um, number eleven, I have Melodrama by Lord. Um, this is one of those albums that it's like you said. I don't really go out of the way to listen to it, but every time that I just like put it on casually, I'll like see it on my list as like just recent albums that I've listened to. I'll like scroll down, see it on there. I always just put it on. Like the Louvre, I think is an incredible song. One of my yeah. favorite songs of the year. That, Sober. That is that is a really good song. There's a lot of really great songs. Like the production on this album is just incredible. Um, Jack so, Antonoff. Jack Antonoff. Gotta give shout out to our boy. Which, speaking of Jack Antonoff, we should note, we should acknowledge that Bleachers didn't even make any of our honorable mentions. Bleachers had year. an album out this year. Bleachers had an album out oh, this year. Boy. Very I, lackluster. I'm not a big Bleachers guy. I don't like. I like Bleachers. I like their album, their first album, but I was not a big fan of this one. But mm. good. He's a great producer. I can give him that much. Um, Number 10 for me is Drunk by Thundercat. Mm. Um, I really, really love this album a lot. I My 9 and 10, I think, are going to be the biggest movers that, as I listen to them more, they will rise up my list for my mm. top albums of the year, um, which brings me to my number 9, which is Big Fish Theory, Vince Staples. Nice. Um, I... Like I feel like I'm more like with you, Drew, where like I listened to it and I was like, All right, this is like this isn't bad. Like this is pretty good. But then I like started getting the songs just kinda stuck in my head at work, like Big Fish and Seven Forty Five and Homage and Backpack and like it just started getting stuck in my head and I started listening through the whole album and like the production on this album is incredible. Like it's so it's so tight. Everything on this album feels really tight in the production. Rain comes down. Rain come down is like mm. the the finale to the album. That, is see the production on that song, song is so Yeezus. Yeah. Like, it, oh, it, it's it extremely Yeezus, which I love. Yeah. No, I just I love it. It's a great conclusion to that album. I really think that's gonna rise up my list uh, as I go on to listen to it a little bit more. Um, number eight, I have culture. Uh, wow, nice. Yeah. Oh, were you guys? God damn, <laughs> Jesus! You just didn't even think. <laughs> Guess what? The next seven people are all white. Yeah. <laughs> no, Wait. the next seven is all Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> Every Gucci mixtape. <laughs> no. Um. No, culture is great. Like, how can you not love culture? It's just like it's it's an incredible Sweep album. Sweep the nation. T-shirt. Slippery. Yeah, t-shirt. Slippery. Slippery. Um, <laughs> you like that? Was that's that that's incredible. Right, are, you guys, are you guys ready? I have a hot take. Oh. Hot take. Ready? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mike is dropped. <laughs> I think Offset is the best member of of Migos. I that's, do too. That's not that hot of a take. Yeah, it's, it's not super hot. All your hot a lot takes of people would agree with that. So God damn it! <laughs> I thought you always were going to be like, "Oh no, Takeoff is the hidden gem." <laughs> <laughs> He's the diamond I th- I in think, the rough, I think man. 2018 is going to be takeoff's year. I, I think that. Dude, but. no, 2018 is going to be Offset's year because Offset and Cardi B are going to televise their <laughs> wedding, and it's going to be the most beautiful God, shit Hunter in the world. Hunter is just so deep in Cardi B now. <laughs> this is a left turn for your character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you weren't Real. expecting this. Yeah, it's like if, if you curve. were a TV character and they wrote this in, I'd be like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Doesn't bitch, want to party with Cardi. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, we're getting. I'm getting a little. I'm sounding a little bit too woke right now. So my number seven is going gray by the front bottoms. Oh. Um, bottoms. That was gonna be Luke Bryan. <laughs> no, Luke Bryan actually just missed the cut. Oh. Um, no, I 
this album, like, it didn't really stick with me at first, but it has great re-listenability to it. I'm not going to lie. I think Grand Finale is top five best front-bottom songs ever. That's that's probably my favorite on the album. Um, I just think there's a lot of really great songs. Don't Fill Up on Chips, uh, Peace Sign, Vacation Town. Like, even the singles are really catchy, and I'll get tired of them, which is how I know. And I just think it's a huge, huge step forward from back on top. Like, I... The more that I think about that album, I think about how disappointing Back on Top was, and I think Going Gray really filled my the the giant twelve foot long front bottom size hole I had inside of me. Twelve feet deep. <laughs> twelve feet deep hole. My my one dis, my one like glaring disappointment with Going Gray is the final track. You don't uh, like Ocean. Ocean? Oh, I I don't I don't not like it. Like I I like it. I just think that. They, when we saw them live, they closed with that song. It's an odd choice for them to put the end of the album. And I was just like, really? Like, you you just did this because you want to do the whole bookend thing and you want to open the 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 album and close it with like a similar sort of theme, and then you want to do the same thing for the live show. And I was just so like, uh, I I was just like rolling my eyes at it because yeah. it's, it's not a bad song but it's like why would you close I it? like I like this song a lot I do think it's an odd choice for them to put the end of the album because they usually have like not a big huge like climactic song but it's like a very it's a song that kind of sums up the entire album which I guess is what Ocean does but it's not one of their best of that of doing that it just to me it just seemed like they were saying like okay we need to write a a closing song that will also close our and it, set. We can end it on beach our show. noise. Yeah, just exactly. Like how the album starts. It's like okay, fine. I'm scared, but I I love the opening track a lot. Yeah. Holy fuck! I'm gonna die. Um, <laughs> with with front bottoms, I already talked about how I just am really disappointed with them. I I look at it this way. Like, just personally, if I were to just hear that album and be like, oh, this is a band that I, you know, if I didn't know about them and I was like, let me check this band out, I would listen to that album and never listen to them again. To Going Gray. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hook me. I don't know. I, I really think that this is, it, I think that they struck a balance between the, in this album that they were trying to go for with uh, Back on Top. Yeah, it's which definitely is, better than Back trying, on Top. But what they've been trying to do is, step away from their like kind of immaturity with the lyrics and even the actual songwriting itself because they're very basic songs it's just catchy but i think that they're trying to step in more of a pop direction i think that they struck a little bit more of a balance between using their classic acoustic guitars very simple chord progressions while also like embellishing it with electric yeah i i think brian still has a lot of his lyrical talent intact like he's always just been really innovative and and um creative with like the rawness of his lyrics but it's there is a struggle happening now as they're getting older and they want to appeal to the fans that have been growing up with them um, but also appeal to the younger generation. Like yeah. so many of the people we saw at this show were kids, like young kids. Like but then again, 16, we also 17. saw guys who were like 30 who yeah. were still like in their emo scene phase. Yeah. So it, it's tough because they know that they want to appeal to the, that younger crowd, yeah. but they don't want to dumb down their stuff too much. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So what's next? So number six, because I didn't fucking cheat like you drew. So I just picked one Brockhampton saturation. I put saturation two at number six. Okay. Um, you picked that as the best one. Of the as three. yeah, that's the best one of the three. I, 
been listening more to uh, three, and I really like it. One, I like, but if I'm gonna seek out a saturation album to listen to, I don't listen to one. Mm-hmm. Like, I if it's on, I'm I'm into it. I some like great it. songs on it. Yeah, there's gold. some really good songs on there. Yeah, gold is definitely my favorite track on uh, saturation one. Yeah. But um, two, I think is the best. Two has the most songs that I get really into. Mm-hmm. With Jello, and, sweet, uh, gummy. sweet, gummy, Tokyo, Tokyo is amazing. Like, there's so many great songs on uh on two that I think that that's my favorite of all the saturations. Um, yeah. Can't wait to see what Brockhampton does next. Mm. They already announced the follow-up album. Yeah. Are they breaking up? What's they, happening? They were going to, but now, now they're, they're just going to keep banking off of good. The, the hype. I, I don't know why they would want to no, break just, up. Don't trust anything why. that Kevin Abstract says on Twitter. He always lies. <laughs> oh, about the, them breaking up? Well, just everything he says on there is like, oh, new album today. Never. No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five, a uh, bit higher than you, Drew. I have Everything Now by Arcade Fire. Okay. Um, again... I think that this is one of those albums that I like. I'm not a big fan of uh, Peter Pan <laughs> on here. Um, I don't want to hear really a song called Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I like Signs of Life, Creature Comfort, Everything Now, Infinite Content, uh, even Chemistry, Electric Blue. Like the list of songs goes on. Like there's some really final, really good songs. We don't deserve version. love. Yeah, the final version of Everything Now too. Like, yeah, the extended version of like. It's, it's yeah like the intro what is it everything underscore now yeah everything Ooh, like a website no no the <laughs> album the album continued. opens yeah. on everything underscore now continued and then it closes on everything now continued okay yeah the so second song is everything now yeah do you get it do you it's everything get it? now electric blue is the most annoying song i you didn't see him live. Oh my dude. god! That song just, live was magical. Yeah, her she voice is an angel. So cool, but on that on the I just uh, I hate that song. Yeah. I love that song. Seeing it live was even better. The music video is also like really no. Great New Orleans. I thought the music video was okay. The music video was cool, but I was just so annoyed by the way her voice sounds in the production. I was just like, it is disappointing it because um, uh, oh my god, I totally blanked on her name. Um, what's uh, her name? Not Win Butler. Uh, oh, oh my God! I totally forgot her name. Okay, warning: patriarchy, <laughs> patriarchy. <laughs> um, oh, you know. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll just give some more thoughts while you're uh, looking it up. Um, Regine, I, Regine. Oh yeah, Regine. So, whoa, Re- Ernest, that just came to you naturally, <laughs> and we were all about to say it, and then you did. <laughs> Regine's uh, it usually kind of steals the show on every uh, Arcade Fire album, you know, with Sprawl and Haiti. Yeah, she's she had has some great songs. Yeah, and on everything now, she has like one of the weaker tracks, mm-hmm. which is really disappointing because her, her voice, voice is, is impressive. It's so yeah. beautiful. I still think the song is good. It's just that she's always wowed us with her like solo track Mm -hmm. that that's what makes it a little bit more disappointing i agree with that i just i mean i i disagree with you guys i really like it i think that's in my upper echelon of songs on the album personally but uh it's one of those things like there are songs on here that i am going to skip but there are some incredible highs and everything now i think is like it's in my top three of favorite songs of the year so that just like keeps me coming back to it that has just one of the most catchy catchy intros to any song yeah. like ever it has like that kind of older 70s disco oh yeah sound, definitely. but it also sounds very 21st century it's 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 a one-of-a-kind track it's incredible yep so uh that's that's arcade fire um next i have lcd sound system at number four um with american dream i really love this album um i think 
it's the third best LCD album, but I still think that's better than pretty much every other album that's come out this year. Um, even if I think that this album, they James was trying to go back to he he isn't trying to make bangers. He isn't trying. He's just trying to make a very tight dance album and in that case i think that he absolutely succeeds mm. um there are still like great standout songs of course the we have call the police american dream the singles tonight mm-hmm. is great but also like some of the other like lower key songs on the album other voices i used to change your mind how do you sleep like i just think this is an album that really really flows together and like just the way that it all fits together is just incredible. The closing um, track, black screen, black screen tribute to David Bowie. Yeah, um, and the opener, Oh Baby. Oh Baby is amazing too. Yeah, like I that's that. This is one of those albums that I don't really skip any songs when I listen to it, just because I just love the flow of the entire project. It's a tight album too. Very no very filler. Tight. Um, and then we get to our number three, which uh, I have King Cruel with the ooze. Wow, I didn't expect you to have it that high. Yeah, no, I I love this album. It's it's one of those albums that it really took me a while to get into it because I would listen to it with like just like an occasional song sitting in my car, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is okay. Mm. But one day I got some nice new headphones, and I decided to put on the ooze, and mm. that's when you really hear all of the production layers that are in that album, and like my god, it's yeah, it's wild. It is so technically savvy. It's incredible i like and it's like like we were saying whenever you were talking about the album that it's very very moody but there are some extremely great standout tracks on here biscuit town dumb surfer i think my favorite song on the album is actually check one Mm. um very sad and slow oh yeah and somber but like it it like almost puts like a lump in my throat whenever I hear it and you like listen to the lyrics and just the very slow piano playing in it. Um, yeah, I, I love this album. I think that's absolutely one of the standouts of the year. And then number two, we have the same number two. I have flower boy by Tyler. I just think this album is incredible. Um, and any other year that didn't have Kendrick Lamar, it would be the best album of the year. In my opinion, uh, where this flower blooms, with Frank Ocean is incredible. I really love the transition between um, from boredom to I ain't got time. There's just so many great transitions yeah. in Glitter, this album. For sure. Glitter is amazing. November nine eleven. Mister Lonely is one of my favorite songs. Also, um, I haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, see you again. See you again is yeah definitely one of my favorite songs on the entire album. It almost gave me. Um, a little bit of like Anderson Pac Malibu vibes mm-hmm. from okay. that song. I can see that. Yeah. Um, Pothole is another great song. Watch out for the pothole. Oh, yes. Watch yeah, out I for love the pothole. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I just, I, I love Flower Boy. I think it's amazing. And then number one, I have Damn. Um, of course, it's great. Very said everything I yeah. Favorite Incredible Favorite album. song, I think, is Triple uh, X. Me too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's like ha- great. Have great you guys song. heard yet the U two song that uses that same? No, now? I don't it's want not, to. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All uh, right. So my top ten, or I guess eleven. I'll start with eleven, which is Toro Imoa with Boo Boo. Um, just missed my top ten. It's a great album. Incredible production. Just sends you down this wormhole of sonic colors and and it, it's such a tangible album that you can really understand the the layer work that Tori has put into this record and every song just feels like a journey 
and you come out the other end just so drenched in sound. It's unbelievably good production, and I I love the whole thing. It's great. Number 10, I got Thundercat with Drunk. Mm-hmm. Great, great album. Love seeing him live. The live show was so different than this album because the live show harkened back to his more like fast-paced, kind of crazy, insane bass work from the earlier records and the new album um really tones it down i think it honestly i forgot to mention it but it really has i mean of course he's worked with them in the past but like some major flying lotus vibes oh yeah like that's that's what i was thinking was uh mm-hmm. the last uh flying lotus album that came out um the one um I'm blanking on with the, the name with the crazy yeah, yeah. cover yeah yeah but uh, that um you're dead yeah you're dead like i was getting major like you're dead vibes whenever listening to drunk yeah i agree a hundred percent a hundred percent. I actually get them like mixed up in my head when I'm thinking about them. <laughs> I mean, they work together a lot. So yeah. and yeah. they work together on "To Pimp a Butterfly." Yeah, mm-hmm. Kendrick really utilized their talents for that. Uh, but yeah, "Drunk" is great, great album. Friend Zone. Um, show me, show you the way. Michael McDonald is on that track. Mm, yeah. Like, like it's, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Kenny Loggins. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a great song. Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, of course, them changes. Yeah, the, just so many good moments on this album, and you get the humor with like the forceful energy, and it's really, really, really well done record. Um, number nine, I got the new NERD album. Yes, um, finally, no one ever really dies. <laughs> yes. It this album really, really surprised me. I did not think I was going to enjoy this album as much as I did. There are some absolutely incredible songs on this thing. I I think the album as a whole sort of meanders a little bit and it zigzags through different sounds and different themes and ideas, but it sort of stays in this lane of some of a type of sound that NRD has always been known for, which mm-hmm. is like that rap rock sort of sound, but it's been updated considerably because they haven't put out a record in what seven eight years and in the meantime you know pharrell has been just been making minion song after minion song no (laughs) (laughs) and that's really just contributed really well to (laughs) this i'm gonna kill myself i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um but yeah like he pharrell is a really talented He's, he's got the juice he and, knows how to make a hit and this album is all about like luring you into his minion trap and <laughs> <laughs> man i'm in taste to go listen to this album happy. right now <laughs> <laughs> I, I drank the juice guys i i'm mm. i'm all in on on pharrell <laughs> but, I'm but no pharrell pharrell in all seriousness He's a very, very talented guy, and he really shines through with the, all the features he brings into this album, from Gucci to Kendrick, and even um, Ed Sheeran. Like mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran sounds, Ed dope. Yeah. he sounds amazing on this album. So there's a lot of good songs, a lot of good tracks. Yeah, yeah, really good lyrics, good beats, um, and yeah, he just really embraces that whole idea of of making you of seducing you with his music Mm. um okay then at number eight i have the war on drugs with a deeper understanding yeah great album that should have been one of my honorable mentions it the production on this album is unlike anything else i've heard this year maybe fleet foxes but fleet foxes is a a completely different band Mm. 
but you just get the sense of space like this the music is being played in this grand hall yeah and the guitars are ricocheting off the walls and and the reverb the yeah, yeah the reverb is just it would, so tremendous. it would be great to see at an outdoor concert I did Definitely. see them at Bonner Room. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. They were so good. It seems uh, like that's what it's made for. The like song, an arena. Yeah, the the sound just carries and carries and builds. Like the songs Thinking of a Place and um, Strange Thing. These songs just build over the course of like, you know, five, six, seven minutes. And you never get bored and you always get the sense of like propulsion and these really like long drawn out guitars and yeah. beats. It's it's one of the things I love about them is how patient they are with making their songs. I do I want to delve into that album more, but I wish that there was a song like Red Eyes on this album that like was just something that was just a great like hook to the album. Like it just give it that one big single or something. Yeah, I mean 20... I think that there are some some standout tracks as a whole. But I mean as a whole I love the album, but I wish that there was a couple more like catchy moments. Yeah, there. well I think twenty fourteen's Lost in the Dream was a little bit more acclaimed. Yeah, it definitely it didn't was. it didn't sell as well as a deeper understanding. Um, but Lost in the Dream did make it on more lists than this new record. And I think it's because of that. I think it's because there were songs like um, Red Eyes and there are some other songs on there that, that just uh, were... Disappear, uh, An Ocean Between the Waves. Yeah, just more accessible. I, I think A Deeper Under Understanding just kind of takes its time a little more and isn't afraid to have songs that are you know six seven minutes there's thinking of a place um is 11 minutes long like that's yeah. one of my favorite <laughs> songs on the album and and it just really really takes its time and and builds to something massive i do really love strangest thing and uh you don't have to go the closer to the album is yeah, really good it's a, it's a great album i really recommend it all right at number seven i have lord with nice. um god damn it what's melodrama melodrama uh yeah some top seven yeah we <laughs> we we already talked a little bit about this album and i really enjoy the production on it. and it's just a good good pop album yep it's so catchy and accessible and just fun to listen to uh green light um the louvre I should say Greenlight plays at our workplace all the time. I never get sick of it. I'm always just like, I'm waiting for the Greenlight. It's just a good pop album. It is. very well made. Uh, Again, Jack Antonoff did an incredible job on it. And, you know, it's Lord gained notoriety from Royals a, a few years ago in that initial record. But this one, she just seems like she's got a better handle on her on herself as an artist and is able to go into like deeper lyricism and, and more mature themes. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, okay. So with number six, now I have SZA. Mm. SZA with her record. Um, control. Control. C-T-R-L. Control. Could stand for something. <laughs> oh, it stands for no one ever really dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so SZA, again, really strong album, really good songs, great features. Like we were saying earlier, she just 
is is pushing herself in a way that's making people notice her but in, in a way that doesn't compromise her integrity like she really deserves the notoriety that she's gained and mm. i'm excited for what's to come because she just kind of blew up really really fast and deservedly so because mm-hmm. this is a great album that it just shows a lot of labor like she's really worked hard on all of this music and all these songs and it it made for an incredible album yeah uh, her music isn't dictated by anybody else. Yeah, yeah, and you really get that sense of creativity and originality mm-hmm. from this record. All right, next up, number five is Arcade Fire's Everything Now. Love this album, love seeing them live. Uh, great tracks that we've mentioned with Creature Comfort and Signs of Life and the title track. I think Arcade Fire just continues to be one of, if not the best rock band in the world. You know, they I'd agree. They they just know what they're doing and they're really fucking good at it. And they just reinvent what it means to be a rock band in the twenty first yeah. century with every new album. They really really keep up. It's it's amazing. And I think everything now may be one of their weakest albums, if not their weakest, but it still gives me hope for rock music mm-hmm. and that it can stay alive in the modern world. If only because of the themes that are presented in the album and and tackling these ideas of consumerism and, and capitalism in a way that no one really has. That was my letdown for the album was I was expecting an expansive yeah, more, yeah, yeah. theme story. The way they were selling it and advertising it before it came out, I was like, Whoa. It wasn't as much of a risk as they led us on to believe yeah. that it was yeah. that they were taking. I still appreciate the themes that are throughout the album, but I was expecting more of a cohesive story and mm-hmm. I mean they take they, more they, risks. They ended up firing their marketing guy who had been with them forever this year or last year. Because the album didn't do as well. They didn't um, sell enough fidget spinners. Yeah, I think I <laughs> yeah. I thought that yeah, I didn't like that shit. But <laughs> it yeah, it seems like he may have just kind of missed the mark of what they thought the album was. He definitely he gave us a vision of what the album would be and it wasn't quite that. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it really seems like they prioritize um other things other than the lyrics on this one you know they wanted yeah. to go for more of that disco sound and they focus more on like creating catchy grooves and melodies and the lyrics are there but they didn't pay as much attention to them as much as they did on albums like the suburbs or yeah. um even neon bible you know mm-hmm. They've they've proven that they can dive deeper in some of these themes so i guess we expected more from them but still a great album number five Number four is LCD Sound System's American Dream. Mm. Love this album, and and I think I'm going to keep going back to it. I've I've kind of uh, left it behind recently just because I wanted to listen to more stuff, but I know that I'm going to keep going back to it, and I really think that it is one of James's best albums. I, I can appreciate Sound of Silver a lot more, I think, I think Sound of Silver may be the best LCD Sound System album, but this one is just right up there because it it really justifies them coming back, mm-hmm. you know, which is what I wanted it to do. I didn't want James to put out an album that made me feel like, you know, you should have left the band dead. Yeah. And American Dream just 
brings the band back and it justifies the rebirth and them going out and cashing in on the hype and and touring and touring and touring mm. like it is a good great album to justify the the rebirth of and i think it's it's very promising that it's unlike anything that they've ever done before it doesn't feel like a rehash or like they're trying to just like cash a check and just make some like really basic catchy songs like this really is different than any other lcd album that we've had before which i appreciate a lot yeah it's still fun it's still in the spirit yeah i'm still like even though it didn't make my top 10 i'm still i'd rather have it than not have it yeah Yeah. it's good that they came back and it, it's a dark album yeah, and, it and it talks about this deep subject matter of of James dealing with certain people in his life um, that have meant a lot to him and, and have sort of disappeared, whether they're dead or, or have lost touch or had a falling out. Mm-hmm. It deals with loss in a way that he hasn't really touched on that much before i mean we have someone great on sound of silver which is a song about loss and grief but this whole album is about that and it's very it's different types like you said there's actual death and there's people who have just been like using him through the years like in how do you sleep Mm -hmm. he talks about all the people have like used him for all this fame and fortune and now they just kind of disappearing out of his life um yeah yeah and also i mean with even with american dream we have just that same like classic james murphy of just torture of being so unsatisfied with yourself that you have to put on this persona and kind of tearing off the mask and showing you who he really is yeah and i mean james was never it's not like we saw an arc of him you know be this this young uh, thriving rock star and then fall into this disaffected old man role Mm. he was kind of already that when lcd sound system started so him you know diving deeper into that is really just diving deeper into the roots of lcd sound system and going back to that first album and the first song losing my edge and and kind of that being the thesis of what the lyrics are and then with the, with the instrumentation, with the music, it's kind of the same thing. Like, he's not really doing anything too new. Like, he's really going mm. back to the things that made LCD so good and appealing and expanding on that and building from that and creating something that's new from those foundations. Yeah. So and great his music album. in the first place was all about building on the work of, like, weird... German acts from the 70s and 80s like can and like craft work yeah which if you listen to them you're like holy shit yeah the, the use of like glass bottles and, and yeah like just weird percussion cans. a lot of looping percussion yeah which he's really into um but yeah I, I do I still do like that album uh before you continue though I have to leave so as to make sure I don't get arrested tonight <laughs> <laughs> okay so okay good luck bye Drew, Drew. bye Drew oh, at Drew Dietzen on Twitter <laughs> Uh, and now Drew disappeared oh, into thin air. There he goes into the two suns. Okay. All those DUIs. <laughs> <laughs> so that's LCD Sound System, my number four. Uh, number three, I have Brockhampton's Saturation Trilogy. So we've talked a little bit. Wow. So you also combined it. Yeah. I, yeah. I just. It. God damn it. It's, it's three. It's un- unfair. <laughs> if, if I had to pick one best one, I would pick Sat 2. But I've enjoyed the whole trilogy so much. 
and they they all feel like one body of work. That's true, yeah. yeah. So now that the trilogy is complete, I, I am comfortable grouping it all together into one. Yeah, and I mean, they're all saturation. If they, they, they easily could have put it all together, but that would have been obnoxious. Yeah, my so fil- my favorite Lil Wayne album is all of the Carter. <laughs> so that's just what we're doing here. <laughs> that's totally fair. But they didn't all come out in the same year. Yeah, dude. They they all came out in the same year. So it's tough to really separate Yeah, their them. debut and like just, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, and that was the whole point. It was sat- No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just kidding. Sat- like, it's, it's all great. Like, I, it's saturation. They are, they are flooding the music content. market yeah. with their content. That's the whole point. And they succeeded with three albums that are all so fresh and fun. Energetic. And yeah. And the fact that their their like breakout single was off the first one, like that's like good job. Mm-hmm. Like you did it. Yeah. I I think Brockhampton's work is sorta of unparalleled and if you compare them to other Boy um bands or yeah yeah it's something like like good music or even odd future Mm -hmm. like their cohesion is so refined yeah and everyone has a hand for being so young too oh yeah there's some some of them are like 18 19 (laughs) they're all younger than us yeah they just have like such a great feel for the tone and what they're trying to produce unbelievable and i i love how you know they are making really you know fun beats and 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 things that you can just groove to and dance but they're also talking about their experience at whether they're uh you know immigrants or uh gay men or wherever they are they 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 mm-hmm. feel this alienation and they find pride in it they're not telling people to feel sorry for them and how they're being like shunned from the norm they are using it as a way of empowerment and and finding that that energy and artistic um fuel in that and it's it's amazing yep uh okay so that's saturation one two and three my number two is tyler the creator flower boy nice so we had pretty much the same top three yeah i was gonna say we had a did you have the ooze in your top 10? No. no. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We have our five, our two, four, and five are the same. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I said it before. I think Flower Boy just did wonders for Tyler. I think it solidifies him as one of the best artists working right now. And I forgot to mention, I never liked Tyler, the creator. I've never been a Tyler fan. Until That's why it took, it took me yeah. so long to yeah. even listen to Flower Boy. Drew and all of you guys were like, yeah, you need to listen to Flower Boy. And I was like, I just don't like Tyler. Or it's the, so different from anything else that he's ever done. Or the original title, Scumfuck Flower yeah, Boy. Yeah, great. Yeah. And then his label was like, no, 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 no. No. That's not great album name that that just got destroyed oh wait no beautiful thug of girls was last year it was 2016 oh yeah easy, young th- thug. that was easy breezy beautiful thug of girls better name yeah <laughs> whatever so <laughs> again flower boy just so so such great work from tyler and really makes me hopeful that he's around to stay because mm-hmm. you know after wolf and going into cherry bomb i thought that he was kind of gonna be done yeah. and Cherry Bomb is a straight up bad album. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not good. And with this one, it's like, whoa, Tyler's like 
a viable contender. He's gotten in so much more mature. World. Yeah, because like, he bought him. It's crazy. Yeah, and the McLaren <laughs> changes life. <laughs> so yeah, that's number two, and my number one is Kendrick Lamar's "Damn." So we've s- talked extensively about this album. I think it's by far, by a huge margin, the best album of the year, and undoubtedly one of the best albums of the decade. I think it's unbelievably good and not only dives deeper into Kendrick's persona and in, in like his physical or, or personal um, life and all of these things that have made him who he is and, and who we think he is as a celebrity, mm-hmm. but also talks about like the state of the, our country and, and how we tackle, you know, religion and, and God and, and all of, all of these things that we all share as people and as and as citizens of this country and as and the fears that we live in in you know 2017 2018 America it's an amalgamation of all of the work that he's put out so far yeah it's everything that made good kid and to pimp a butterfly and section 80 so great all packed into one fierce just amazing amazing album it's incredible that kendrick is able to put out masterpiece after masterpiece yeah it's where would you where would you rank this as discography i'd say number two number two yeah behind behind to pimp butterfly okay. um, yeah it's really close number two like yeah. i want to say it's number one but to pimp a butterfly is the story that album tells and the way it tells it is so original yeah. and imaginative and I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing when I listened to that album. And at the end, when I hear Tupac like talking, I'm just like, what the fuck wow. is going on? <laughs> I, I actually, I remember where I was the first time that we put on that album. Do you remember? We were sitting on the balcony at our apartment complex. At Plaza. And we kept hearing this and we we're like, what is this? Is this the same poem that he was saying yeah. like, earlier? Like we were like connecting it like yeah. while we were listening to it and then it all comes together. That's it's what I love about such Kendrick a beautiful way. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So that's my top 10, top 11. Um, all right, Grant, let's get into your list. All right. All right. So disclaimer, uh, the hardest part about this was putting them in an order. I've switched it around so many times. Like the way I listen to music, I just, I consume new music and it, that that is a heavy influence on on this list, but um, my number eleven is uh, we haven't talked about it at all, but definitely Funk Wave Bounces, Calvin Harris. Oh yeah, Calvin Harris. Oh yeah, yeah. love that. That's album. A, yeah, there's some really good songs in that yeah, album. Yeah, so much really fun. All of all of the people he has on the album do a great job. Kalani's voice is like unreal, too good mm-hmm. on. on um, Oh geez, uh, faking it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We also we didn't talk about slide was one of my favorite songs of the summer. Oh slide is God. incredible. Yeah, like it's, it's so fucking catchy. Yeah, that I, I really probably like one of the album. best songs of the year. Yeah, for easily, sure. Easily, um, Next, uh, my number my number ten is uh, Romeo Santos. Uh, I've I've talked about him a few times. Um, he he has the voice of an angel. He's from the Bronx. He sings in Spanish. Uh, his album's name is Golden. Give it a listen. Sunny day, you know, put the windows down. Just like, it's such a mood. It, it's just gorgeous to listen to. Bezos is like an ad lib for him, pretty much. It's it's great. The word Bezos. The word Bezos, yeah. Um, my number nine is definitely going to be Sampa the Great. Um, totally out of left field for me. I, I just found out about her just like kind of scrolling through um, my title feed 
<clears throat> and she has such a cool sound. Uh, she has Im impeccable storytelling throughout her whole album. She talks a lot about, you know, like pride in being a black woman, um, just kind of pride in herself as well. Um, and she talks a lot about, you know, a lot of deeper kind of, you know, it's, it's hard to describe really, but it, it's, she has a lot of fun. She has really, really cool flow. She reminds me of Kendrick a lot um, with like the way she uses her voice. Um, I gotta look up where she's from real quick because I forgot. Um, but she, that was a really, really cool album. It's pretty expansive. Oh, she's from Zambia. Nice. Yeah. Dope. Pretty cool. Um, number eight is uh, Without Warning, the uh, Offset, 21 Savage, Metro Boomin album. Surprise yeah, album. Yeah, forgot, I forgot to even mention that on yeah. there. That's that's really good album. A lot of fun like, songs on yeah. that album. Rick Flair. Rick Flair just, drip is... Yeah, it's so cool. It's just really fun. Just and good times. Uh, I, I really appreciate Metro for putting producers in the spotlight that they are now and doing these collab albums like he's doing, like just working with these different artists. Like his his collab album with Twenty One Savage in the past, uh, I can't remember what it's called still. Uh, that's I think that largely put Twenty One Savage like on the scene. Those are some mm -hmm. of his best songs. Um, after that, another one we haven't really mentioned, except for Caroline, is Amine. His album, Yellow. Great album. Yeah, yeah. loved I, it. I should have mentioned that in my honorable mentions. Mm. Yeah, very, very fun album. Um, after that, uh, Flower Boy for me. Uh, what number are you on? Uh, it's Flower Boy. Uh, that's my number five, so six, not including Dan. Okay. Yeah. Um, Flower Boy was just... Uh, every everything we've said, you know, it was a lot of fun. Definitely the best Tyler album, I, I think in general, because it's I think, I think it's the most true to him. No affronts or anything like that. Um, the production again, really he cool. just managed to get to the core of his of exactly. himself. Yeah, which he had never really done before. Mm -hmm. uh, number five, I got Brockhampton uh, as a the whole. The trilogy. The trilogy. My my favorite thing about each Brockhampton album is the production. The production in almost every song kills it. It's the most impressive thing for me through and through. I, there's a lot of songs that I skip and you know, the, their strength is also their weakness to me in that, you know, each person adds their own little thing to the song, but it can kind of be distracting or there's like some verses that I'm really into that I have to wait to get to through the song. Cause the other ones I'm not that into, you know, and I, I'm really excited for what each of these people in Brockhampton do solo as well. Cause I, I fully expected them to break up. I'm sure there's they, so, there's too many of them. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. 15 people. I think Merlin is the most interesting one. I'm really excited to see what he does. He's pretty strange. Um, but yeah, they, I, there's, there's definitely a lot of songs that I skipped through and it took me a while to get into set three. Um, but I'm, I'm still getting yeah. into set three because have you rental is like, an amazing song yeah it is so good I've, I've been playing that non-stop um number three i got or four i got culture whoa um, nice yeah i am surprised it got docked down but it's it's just i it's definitely one of my favorite albums of the year i i, I have very little unbelievable flow yeah. yeah yeah it's they, they they're changing like all of hip hop, essentially. Yeah, like, every, everyone wants to be there. Yeah, everyone's trying to do the triplet flow, but Migos just has that formula down. Like they're, they they have great synergy. Um, number three is uh, Control. 
and SZA. yeah i this came out around the same time as everything now like i think uh, maybe a week or a few days after yeah summertime mm-hmm. and i i wasn't that into it at first i listened to it twice because we were on a road trip at the time me ernest o- only listening to everything now yeah everything now over <laughs> and over and uh uh uh, Soleil, goodbye, goodbye Soleil, Soleil yeah. Phoenix, yeah, yeah, but um, and I wasn't that into it at first. I listened to it twice. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I thought the song with Kendrick was cool, but uh, a couple months ago, it just hit me heavy. And there's so many songs, especially Gogina. I, I can't get yeah. enough of it. The Weekend, Love Galore, the yeah. Oh my God, it's a great album. Um, and then my number two is definitely No One Ever Really Dies. Number two, wow, yeah, holy crap! And it may be because of how recently it came out and how into it I am, but I'm a huge Pharrell fan, and (laughs) the lyrics in this are so interesting to me. I feel like it's like he's so kind of strange, spiritual, and I I remember listening to One Thousand and thinking like, okay, this is like he's talking about some strange ritual this is yeah. how he stays young you <laughs> yeah. know He's holy like, shit it's working yeah <laughs> kinetic energy can't keep yeah. it higher like yeah. it's it's, it's he's, such a, an he's immortal right yeah, yeah. he's like, definitely he's never gonna no die no one ever he really dies <laughs> yeah he's never gonna die he's trying to teach us how to do it um but the the album as a whole kites is so cool m.i.a Voila. and kendrick uh, I actually I was really excited for that song and I didn't like it as much. I, I've come back around to it, but I, I didn't like it as much before. Um, sorry, Gucci. But, I'm different. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, kites, kites is so cool. The first song I fell in love with de- was definitely ESP. It's got such an interesting sound. It really goes like fast paced and back to slow, and then fast paced again. It's it's really strange, and then it seems like different songs almost. Yeah. And you're like, am I listening to the same song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's um the other one is uh, uh is like that as well. The lightning fire magic prayer. Oh yeah. Also pretty a lot of different sounds on that song. Um and I I wish I knew her name, but the the girl that performs in Lemon the video for Lemon oh and One Thousand. Oh my God! Yeah. She's incredible. Incredible. Dude, Lemon is probably one of the best songs of the year too. Yeah. For sure. He's I. I play that almost every that day. That dance is... Whew. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> How does she do it? She's How like does stepping, she do it? She's like stepping and like moving her shoulders and like rotating her head and swinging her arms yeah, it's all <laughs> at the same time I'm about in to look. Ways. I'm about to look this up right never now. Seen, I, I don't know. I'm nervous. Oh, yeah. my God. Dude, yeah, you got to see that right after this. It's incredible. Dear God. It's and so she cool. performs in the 1000 video, in the 1000 video. Yeah, and the yeah. 1000 video made me like that song even more. Mm. Yeah, but the dance she does in Lemon is... She brings it's it back a little bit in 1000, but yeah. It's like, I was, how does she move like I that? I was reading about that, and the choreographer was like, yeah, I wanted to make a dance that you know other people would want to learn. And I was like, what? I can't do that. <laughs> you, you were too hard. Yeah, no way. No way. But um, it's really awesome. And then, of course, number one, uh, damn. My, my favorite thing when listening to music is listening to albums as a whole. That's the reason I think that I, I lean so heavily into hip hop and rap is because I am a sucker for concise, clever storytelling, and storytelling that is not just in one song, right? But right, exactly. carries over to the whole Includes album as a whole. Skits and and you know like themes in the songs, and Kendrick is a master at that. He he carries a theme throughout the whole album. You can listen to it front to back and back to front in this case on damn and that was one of my favorite things about the album was figuring that out i was like why does he die in the beginning and i was like why 
like why does this one song have parts that are reversed like his literal words and then are at the, played in at reverse. the end it yeah. reverses like, the entire album yeah all the way exactly back and uh one of the ad-libs the other guys that's on he's like no no let's put it in reverse yeah. at one point in the, in the album and i'm just like oh my god yeah get it <laughs> and it, it's just such such a good album the songs are so high energy i love dna every song even like the songs that are considered the weaker tracks like love or mm-hmm. lust oh god i love love is one of one of my favorite i think i think i yeah. can say that's one of my my favorite love and lust songs. are both incredible yeah. songs absolutely insane um shout out to rihanna this year uh yeah, yeah. she's got bars yeah on lemon <laughs> and yeah. on loyalty for real unreal all right well any other thoughts on music this year it was a great year. I think yeah. it was more of a year of like standout tracks yeah, and like sure. new up and coming artists. I think 2016 was a lot of heavy hitters. You know, we had Chance, Kanye, mm-hmm. Beyonce, Frank Ocean. Is a, yeah, been a lot true. of breakout artists this year. And I mean, I mean, it's last year now, but well, <laughs> 2017. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that you are right, though, that there's been kind of a transition. I'm glad to see that there are some really standout albums because there has been kind of a transition within society towards more of a playlist like society that we're in as opposed yeah. to listening to albums. That's why Drake's album didn't do so great. Yeah, yeah. okay, which we should talk about that. That album is just more not like, good. It's, it's not, not good. Album. Yeah, <laughs> didn't get not, into it. He didn't even want I to love call all it an the, album. I, I love all the remixes of that album. Yeah. Yeji has a remix of Passion Fruit that's yeah. better than Passion Fruit. So <laughs> I'm not surprised. I just, well, then again, I should preface this by saying I don't like Drake. I think Views is the most boring rap album ever made. I, I like if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah. I like if you're, that's yeah. the, mm-hmm. and I like that's if you're reading one. this and Take Care. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. Care is a solid album too. Exactly. But, I think his last two albums have been were not good. More Life was just like Nothing extremely was forgettable. Nothing was the same. And um, if you're reading this, it's too late. There are only two Drake albums I like seek out and listen to for sure. Any uh, any records sure. coming out this year, 2018, that you guys are excited for? Um, I'm excited to see what Car Seat Headrest has to come out. I mean, they've released a single. Now it's been like a couple months since they released it, but I just want to see anything that Car Seat Headrest have coming up next. Um, you think the album will come out? I'm sure it will. I mean, Will Toledo, before Car Seat kind of took off, he made like an album every six months. And now so, he's taking his time with yeah, the new Yeah, he's taking one. his time, which makes me more excited to see what's coming next. Of course, we have Culture 2 Culture coming. Culture 2, yeah. yeah coming two. out this month. Yeah, <laughs> coming soon. Uh, can't wait. Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys. That's, yeah, that's yeah. probably my most anticipated album of the year, just to see. I've, I've missed my boy Alex. I need him back in my life. Please. I'm a, Please be good. I'm hoping for some good rap beef this year. We've been missing, <laughs> we've been missing some good rap beef. All right, well... You can email the show at webottomike at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at webottomike. Uh, I'm at Calderness on Twitter and Instagram. Um, what about you guys? Oh, look. Oh, look. Drew just came in. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Drew Dietzen. Thanks. Bye, Drew. Dietzen. Bye, Drew. Okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Hunt Mobley. Um, I share dank memes uh there's been uh, some political stuff on there lately but uh, i mean you know <laughs> if that's your cup of tea if it's not then uh, go fuck yourself uh i don't have a twitter because i don't talk a lot uh you follow me on instagram at flora main f-l-o-r-a main i got a lot of plans you sure do a lot of talking when you're on this podcast no this is the most i've talked on this podcast for sure <laughs>
Okay, uh, bye guys. Bye, let's go watch that lemon vid. What are you playing? Okay, that's fine. Bye.